Welcome to Radical Rocks. Today we've got a super exciting episode for you. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand and hills and rings. The first thing I found was a geocrystals. Quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard. But the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock with no name. Felt good to have in my hand. In the desert... Folks, we've got so many exciting topics for you today. Um, I don't know how I'm going to get it all in here, but we're going to look at the Mars mission. We're going to talk about Marcus site on calcite. We're going to talk about helsinite, a uh, cinnamon stone or a gomed stone. We're going to talk about the 4th of July. Uh, we've got fool's gold, has real gold in it. We've got a Michigan fossil ID. Rubies we're going to talk about. There's a tiny T-Rex bird we're going to talk about. Rainbows and glow-in-the-dark rocks. New mineral discoveries at the Dead Sea. Solar seeds and crystals. Um, and other exciting topics. So stay tuned as we dig right into it. I want to thank everybody for going to RadicalRocks.com. RadicalRocks.com. Stopping by, you just scroll down to the bottom of the page and you can get hooked up with all our social media. You can check out our videos. I've got a video. I'm trying to post it right now. I've just been having some difficulties, but that should be up any time now. Um, also, there is all the social media if you want to get hooked up. We've got blogs and more. Hundreds of different topics and information for you. So thank you for your support. If you've been supporting the channel by subscribing, liking, and sharing, we do appreciate you helping keep rockhounding alive because that's what we do. We give back. We do social programs uh, helping young people learn about rocks and minerals and do so much more uh, with the podcast and such. So let's get right into it, folks. We've got a lot of topics today to get into. Um, it's very hot here. I'm in uh, Idaho, and we're having this huge heat wave uh, along the west coast, apparently. And it's been uh, 110 plus degrees up in these areas that uh, it is a record sweltering, sweltering. So what if you're digging in your backyard, and uh, you know, you always keep your eyes open for rocks, but all of a sudden you find something really shiny and really pretty. A Hobart woman discovers emerald and diamond in her garden bed. This is put out by ABC Radio Hobart, Catherine Zinger. And that can be found at abc.net.au. And just look it up. And there's the article. She dug up an emerald ring. Uh, looks very beautiful. What a, what a wonderful thing to find. It looks like a fairly decent sized stone here about a carat it says 18 carat gold they figure it might have come from as early as the 1940s and uh, the article goes on to talk about that she's found pottery and trash in this area where she digs in her garden but she was really surprised to find this wonderful gemstone and jewelry in her yard 
All right, next, microscopic solar seeds to help develop Uform 2D Provosky crystals. What are these? Maybe it's Provosky crystals. What are they? Well, they're lab-grown. Um, they grow in halite, uh, in other words, salt, halite, and they're an organic material that grows, and they found a way to to grow these um, just perfectly so that they can actually make solar panels much more efficient and get up to 97% peak efficiency out of these, according to Rice University researchers um, at Maricomindia. I'm not sure what that says. It's Maricom, India, and the website is M E R C M I N D A. So it's Maricomindia.com. You can look up the article there um, written by Siren Wanted Dias. And uh, it goes into some detail about how this works, how they can get so much more efficiency out of this mineral for these solar um, solar panels, also known as PV, which means photovoltaic, um, using light to make voltage. Wow. So who knows what else they'll find um, with different minerals and things that are on the earth, but uh, there's certainly... Uh, a good use case there. Now, I didn't mention this in talking about some of the topics. I always throw in a few extra that are not in the uh, original kind of uh, outline that I give at the beginning. But parabola tourmaline, I love this stuff. It's beautiful blue. If you go to Digital Journal at digitaljournal.com, um, there's a press release on the 28th where they have some beautiful pictures of this gemstone. And they're saying that this stuff can go for about $100,000 an acre. It's a famous neon blue color. Um, just spectacular. The article, of course, goes into how they sell this in the market, and they have links to different jewelers. Um, they tell you how to source it and things like that. But, uh, wow, I was taken aback when I found out it's going for $100,000 for a, starting at one carat, nice carat. So really a great investment. Now, a new mineral has been discovered. Um, scientists discover it at the Dead Sea. This is a mineral that previously was thought only to occur on meteors. At eurekaalert.org, the press release was on the 28th, St. Petersburg State University. It's released here. They've got some pictures of it here that have been kind of enhanced so you can see what it is. And they're identifying all these different minerals that are on this rock. Um, this you know native rock here with this rare mineral that's never been known to be on the earth. It I'm gonna try to say it right. Al. It's all a bogdanite. All a bogdanite. A l l a b o g d a n i t e. Um, they found it in the 2000s at Goldplacer Mine. Um, in um, eastern Yucatan, it looks like Yucatan, and Yucatan, and they thought uh, you know it had come from a mineral um, from space, but since then here at the Dead Sea, they're finding it. It 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 is something that can happen under high pressures, high temperatures, 
um, and other types of things. This uh, scientist that's studying this is out of Germany, and um, he is cited here as the one who uh, discovered it and only ever been found on a meteorite that was found about 20 years ago that show that made them think that the mineral um, is only from space and gave the indications that it does come from high pressure and um, the colors that they have here of it um, is just just black just black um, and they have different um, colors for other minerals that are in here highlighted that you can check out so that's interesting we'll see if they find out more about it now we've talked about this before but popular science at uh, popsci.com by Lauren Leifer on June 28th says how minerals and rocks reflect rainbows glow in the dark and otherwise blow your mind and they say nature's imperfections can make for a feast for your eyes and they have a beautiful um, piece of uh, granite slope here uh, slab granite slab from Sterling Hill this is located at the American Museum of National History and it glows with a long wave ultraviolet some glow with a short wave um, and other things it says minerals here um, you know are good for us it talks about um, the hidden glow or hidden colors that can be seen with ultraviolet rays or with fluorescent uh, lights of different types and these are fluorescent minerals but you cannot see them during the normal daylight. Um, some of the things that have to do with seeing it under that light is actually has to do with the atomic uh, arrangement of the chemical makeup. Um, this is true when you find uh, different minerals in metamorphic rocks like kyanite, andalusite, um, sillimanite, and others you will be able to find this ability to um, sometimes it will fluorescent now they have a whole thing here that talks about what causes minerals wide varieties of colors um, and they have a chart here with some minerals that you might not think could actually fluoresce fluorescent uh, one of them's uh, malachite and azurite um, some of the others look like wolfenite and different minerals Ruby uh, can get its color from swapping a little bit of chromium for aluminum. And uh, if it has a little titanium or iron instead of chromium, you get a sapphire. Um, and some of these, sometimes they have other colors that are in them. So they're going into just colors here, what causes a wide variety of colors. They're not talking about the colors that fluorescent. They're kind of walking around. So then it goes into why do rocks glow? Um, it talks about the wavelengths that come back from the rock where the fluorescent light makes uh, a different type of wavelength that makes the rock fluorescent. Uh, goes into say about 600 minerals are confirmed to glow in the dark. Um, and then of course there's many others that have uh, reflective properties but may not glow. So it says, where can I see glowing and rainbow colored rocks? 
they say there's a website here. You just walk around with the UV flashlight. I know um, it's neat if you have one that'll do the short range and the long range, and that is true. You just walk around at night or look at your rock collections that you've already had and put them underneath the fluorescent light that you can buy um, online. Pretty affordable. Uh, our friend Eric Rintamaki is uh, very much into glowing rocks. He uh, discovered what's called the Uperite, and he sells a lot of uh, fluorescent lights that you can carry with you, and it helps support him if you want to go that route. But any fluorescent light will work, and you can check that out with your own collection or the next time you're um, in an area with rocks and minerals. Now, there's a tiny little bird discovered in China, and this thing has a head of a T-Rex, basically. At at uh, S-C-I-T-E-C-H-Daily.com, they have an article there about this tiny bird discovered with the T-Rex-type skull. And it came out by the Chinese Academy of Science on June the 28th. They've got a picture of it here, very well-preserved, this little dinosaur, prehistoric creature. Um, of course, they say it's millions of years old and looks very, very much like a T-Rex head in the shape. And they have compared the skulls here with some uh, neat sketches and pictures that you can check out. This bird is only about three quarter or an inch uh, tall, as I recall from reading this article. Here it is, three quarters of an inch long. So very tiny little bird, um, three quarters of an inch long. That would be about, uh, what, two centimeters or, or so, right around there. So you can check that out if you want. In Michigan, you think you might have found a fossil there? Well, with the help of this new online guide, they say uh, it could help you out. If you go to mlive.com and look up found a Michigan fossil question mark, ID it with the help of this new guide, you will see the link here and the article that talks about finding these treasures along the beaches and lake shores of Michigan because Michigan is a gold mine for rockhounders and amateur fossil hunters. Um, they launched the MI Backyard Fossil Guide and um, this will show you with pictures and tips to be able to identify and uh, find out what type of fossil or rock or mineral that you might have here. And um, I will click on it and see what it does. I did not click on it earlier. It's probably just a book for sale. But I like to make you aware of what's out there in case you're in the Michigan area. And uh, it is the Museum of Paleontology, University of Museum is the link um, at U m-o-r-f dot u-m-m-p dot i-s-a capital i that is dot u-m-i-c-h dot e-d-u yeah that's a, a mouthful and then look up museum of paleontology and they have some downloads here sections on coral like animals um, sea lilies they have some crinoids there that's a plant that actually had a stomach and ate creatures They've got trilobites. They've got a section on that. They've got a section on shells. 
they've got a section on plants. Of course, that's probably going to include anamites and things like that. Um, bones and teeth, where they've got woolly mammoths, probably rhinos and camels and things like that that are kind of common here in North America. So a lot of resources here. Looks like it's all free. I'm going to click on the sea lilies section and see what happens. It looks like it's taking me right over to some handy dandy information. Uh, pulling it up right now and yes there it is sea lilies didn't have to sign anything didn't have to pimp out my email to the whole wide world they've got a, a blastoid and a crinoid um, talking about the sea lily and the star-like pattern or five-fold symmetric uh, symmetry and related to sea urchins and all kinds of great information on here lots of pictures they've got a sand dollar in here several sand dollars actually uh, they got several crinoids here if you've ever wanted to know what those look like they they look kind of like coral but um, they're actually petrified uh, from uh, fossilized pieces of the crinoid stem that held the part that's like an upside down umbrella that would swallow things and eat them um, yes a carnivorous looking plant slash animal creature totally different kind of animal so you can check that out again that's mlive.com um, you're going to be looking up the article on found a Michigan fossil ID it with the help of this new online guide and you can find the guide there um, the joke is on you if you thought fool's gold uh, was worthless you could be very wrong. I think I've mentioned this before, but um, this article here at sciencefocus.com under the jokes on us, fool's gold may have contained the real thing all along. They talk about the gold that's actually locked up in fool's gold. Um, it's very hard to get out. It is um, uh, locked in there in a different way with the iron and the sulfur hidden in the crystal structure it's not easy to um, get it out like with gold wood is crushed where there's more free gold or millable gold or that type of gold it is totally locked up in the crystals with the nearby atoms and there is a small amount of gold in these areas there is areas in these crystals that contain small fractures or imperfections called dislocations and they are about 100,000 times smaller than the width of a human hair where they can contain tiny gold particles. One research shows that the gold can be captured when the crystals are being twisted through their history, um, says uh, Dennis Forgeraus of the Curtin School of Earth and Planetary Science. So it's not enough gold to make a gold wedding ring or anything like that, but they said that uh, there may be you know, enough gold in it that it could be used for jewelry at some time. But right now, um, still a little bit far off. Um, now, sometimes gold is has more uh, gold in it where the atoms are mixed together not quite so intensely and can actually be crushed and mined out. Um, where it comes into close contact with the gold. They feel that if they can figure out how to get the locked up gold out of this, um, they might be able to do it more environmentally friendly as the pyrite is very abundant uh, and easier to get a hold of 
this could be a significant gold find. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Now the 4th of July is coming. Um, if you go and subscribe to Fire Mountain Gems, they give you great little newsletters and they have a little design here for a stretch bracelet with red agate, snow quartz, and sodalite gemstones with gold finished steel beads, which makes a great 4th of July bracelet. There's step-by-step -step instructions and a price, uh, not a price list, but a link to the actual materials if you want to buy them through them and all of the instructions, firemountaingems.com. You can look that up if you want. Okay. Now, Hessonite gemstone. Hessonite is uh, also known as a gomed, and it is also called a cinnamon stone since it has been discovered uh, around uh, India. And this area was famous for spices. And this type of garnet, which is uh, broadly abundant, is mentioned here in the article at IMC grupo.com talks about this stone um, the gem of Rahu and famous planet Saturn so they talk about the mystical part of this but there was some information on the stone that I was able to extrapolate and it talks about uh, you want to get one that it's at least six carats uh, <laughs> that would be nice it also says that it is about 6.5 to 7 on the Mohs hardness and uh, this stone is readily available from India and been mined from that area for quite some time. But it is a beautiful orange color, quite warm and uh, beautiful. They talk about different health benefits and how it'll fix your brain and everything under the sun if uh, you are entertained by that type of information. Now Mars, the final frontier. No, not the final frontier, but the latest frontier uh, Mars, a Perseverance rover, is ready to unlock the history of Mars. BaliInside.com, our friends in India, are telling us about this rover and how it's going to collect the samples. This is happening uh, and going to collect over the next two years. They will be returned to Earth uh, and hoping to find not only just rocks, but the presence of ancient life, including microfossils. Will they find it? I kind of doubt it. Maybe they'll find a microbe or something, but we'll see. Um, they will be traveling uh, a distance of about 1.5 miles from the rover in collecting all these things. And then the Jezero, the Jezero is about 28 miles. Uh, it is wide. It is an area in the Martian equator. It's about 2,300 miles from the Curiosity's landing to the Gale Crater where igneous rocks were found. And of course, they want to uh, grab some of those. They're sedimentary rocks, they believe. Uh, those are what they're looking for. Sandstone, uh, which water, salt, silk, clay, things like that might be found, giving the indication that uh, there could be some water or life. Now, they don't have hammers with them. They've got cameras, and they have an interesting super cam which can uh, has already you know zapped rocks open with this laser so that they can determine the chemical composition by using a spectrograph that's on site to analyze the chemical makeup of these rocks and minerals and send that information and pictures back to us. So the more and better samples they get, the more information they will get back to us 
So stay tuned as we get more information on Mars um, week by week and month by month. Now, this would probably be our keynote address for this um, week's um, uh, podcast, whatever it's called. (laughs) And uh, I'm going to wait just a minute. It's Mineral of the Week, Marcosite on Calcite. I want to talk about the searchers, though. Um, I get their newsletter. This is a great uh, gemstone club in Orange County, Anaheim, California. And um, their website is www.searchersrock.org. You can find everything out about them. They do a lot of great research. Um, They found some free fun stuff through California Geology Magazine. That There is a bunch of magazines you get from 1948 to 2001. They've got a link there on that newsletter if you want to check that out um, it is at uh, https semicolon backslash backslash www.conservation.ca.gov backslash cgs backslash publications backslash cg dash magazine they've got other links I'm not going to tell them tell you all the addresses but there's one for a geological map of California. You can download and find the different types of rocks, the fault lines, all kinds of stuff. Two nice links for that there. Um, They talk about 10 things I want in my life. And uh, here they are. I think I can agree with this at a very high level. Number one of the most important 10 things I want in my life is rocks. And then second is more rocks. Third is friends with rocks. Four is a big house for all my rocks. Five, money for rocks. Six is rocks. Seven, a partner who's okay with rocks. Eight, a big car or truck to fit all my rocks into. And then nine, a rock room for my rocks. And then ten, finally, of course, has to be rocks. So a little bit of uh, silly rock humor for you there. They have more uh, on their newsletter. They talk about the Peterson's Rock Garden in Redmond, Oregon. They've got a few pictures of it there. It sounds like it would be a really great place to go visit. Um, There's other events that are happening here, and you can check all that out if you want. They've got all the latest gym shows coming up in the area. Let's go into our keynote address. Before we do, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Radical Rocks Podcast, for subscribing, sharing, commenting, and going to the website, RadicalRocks.com. Scroll down to the bottom and join in with all our social media. Check out our YouTube videos and all that stuff. So, Mineral of the Week, Marcosite on Calcite by Tony Run. Uh, Brought to you by our friends at Rock and Gym Magazine. Uh, We do put our information out there. But Antoinette Ron says, of this stone, it is not the most sparkly and glimmery stone, but yet it is shiny and glittery and certainly adds another level to the sparkly side of mineral of the week. Marcosite on calcite is something else. It really looks more like calcite on marcosite, the way the calcite is poking through um, the marcosite, but it is marcosite on calcite. It's just covered it so much that it looks like the calcite crystals are growing out of it. When you turn it over, you can see the other side is clearly uh, mostly calcite, and the marcosite has deposited itself on there. It looks like a glittery, greenish, goldish brown carpet of moss on the stone. 
of white calcite crystals. And um, it is a bladed calcite crystal. It was discovered at Brushy Creek in Reynolds County, Missouri, and it weighs about 20 grams. Now, if you go to mindat.org, they reference um, the origins of marcasite and how it was referred to as a metallic bronze-colored mineral in the 16th and 17th centuries. Now, some people discovered mercury ores in the Hydra mine in the Alps of Slovenia, and then in 1845, later, the name was used marcasite by Wilhelm Karl von Heidinger, that led to the formal definition of the mineral as it is known today, according to mindat.org. So, interesting history for this stone. Um, it's a great addition to your mineral collection. Um, in addition to finding this uh, marcasite, uh, you can read about it in the book The Mineral Marcasite. Uh, you can look that up if you're interested in it. In addition to the Missouri location, Marcosite is reportedly found in a number of states such as Maine, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, Washington, Nevada, Oregon, and California, uh, as noted on jewelrynotes.com. The other mineral that is present in this particular sample that we talked about at the beginning is how it crystallizes at a trigonal system and uh, it has uh, a perfect uh, cleavage. It has a double refraction, which calcite is known to do that. Uh, it is colorless, even though calcite can be yellow, brown, orange, pink, purple, blue, green, black, and gray, among other colors. Uh, this white is quite beautiful. It is soft. The calcite is about three compared to the marcasite, which is about six on the hardness scale. Three is uh, probably a tad harder than your fingernail. And uh, six is a tad harder than a real copper penny made before 1980 from the United States. So guys, that's going to sum it up. Go to RadicalRocks.com and thank you for stopping by and tuning in. Remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.